La, 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 wait till I get my money right. Hello and welcome to FU Pay Me, the Entrepreneurial Spirit. Um, this is Carnus Jackson and uh, we want to thank you for listening. And uh, this is part two of our episode with um, designer director Gregory Herman. And if you missed the first episode, I would highly recommend going back into the archives and giving it a listen because he says some profound and great um, knowledge that I'm sure we all can use and learn from. So uh, this is part two of that interview, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Yeah, man, totally. Did you you say you had um, another board you wanted to ask me about besides Spidey? Yes, yes. And I want to ask you about the Epic Drive-In Network. (laughs) Oh, that's such an epic story. (laughs) I love, well, first of all, it's a tremendous amount of work. And I love it. I, I don't think even to this day I've gotten through every piece of the ones that you posted up there. But I'm like, whoa! I mean, it was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, that that was. Uh, thank you, man. I'm, thank you for saying that. I mean, calling that one out. That's like a personal. That one was definitely a passion project, no doubt. Um, that was with uh, at the time Fresh Paint, but now it's Juniper Jones and Kevin Robinson is the brainchild behind that company and um yeah like kevin and i had been cranking on some stuff um together i was helping art direct some stuff and and he knew that i was directing films and making a lot of short films and he was like i've got the perfect project for you just just run with and he's like it's this b-movie thing and it's like epic strivings come on they wanted to do a rebrand and i've been working on a lot of rebrands network rebrands and um I kind of pitched in this idea of, you know, like each genre being like a tonight or a next up. And we just go through all the genres. And of course I want to do all the thriller and horror, you know, and, you know, Kevin's like, dude, you got to do the, you got to get around it out, you know? And so we, it ended up being like this. Um, I had competed in a couple 48 hour film competitions locally in Asheville. And man, those things talk about, talk about chops and just, you know, going through like an epic boot camp, doing one of those, doing one of those changed my life. Like, I feel like I am way better at everything because of that. Um, you know, if, if anybody wants to just up their game, just go through the gauntlet of one of those, <laughs> you know, it just changes everything. But, um, I came out of those like with a whole new perspective on production and just the realizations I had made through coming out the other side of a couple of those. The first one I did actually. And then I had gone on to do another one. I never did a third one. I think after the end of the second one, I was like, okay, I'm good. (laughs) I get it. But uh, but yeah, I I took that mentality into the network uh, rebrand and it was like for the pitch, we decided we would just make the stuff. And so we wrote all these, I wrote all these little you know, it's like pages of just dribble, <laughs> just like whatever I thought. I was like, blah, 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 crazy writing. And just, we just like hashed it out. And I was working at the time with a killer sound team um, called Sound Lab Studios. And they're actually right here locally um, in Asheville. And we were cranking on, you know, like ideas, those guys too. And 
because uh, I worked with them on, a, on the 40-hour stuff. And so we had this nice little kind of production pipeline team with audio. And um, so we were able to, you know, with me shooting and cutting and directing. And I had a friend of mine at the time that was like an actor and, and a great creative, just a great creative mind. And he was like, oh, let's try, you know, he would have throwing ideas all the time. And we would, you know, just keep up in the ante and just coming up with, oh, let's try this, let's try this, let's do this. And we just kept, you know, come up with these great ideas and shooting them and then cutting them and giving them the sound guys and they'd score them and we'd throw the titles on. And just within three days, we had this like seven minute, you know, I think there was like, we did like eight spots. <laughs> it was just crazy in three days. But we, uh, we had, we had been doing that in North Carolina while Kevin in New York City had been doing like, he had been doing like six or seven of his own. So by the whole, by the time you put the whole pitch together into this one big, huge thing, it was like we had this like 10, 12 minute reel of like, just sit back, you know, and literally screen this pitch. And it was like this 10 minute, you know, huge thing. And, um, they, a lot of the stuff they they were like that's ready to go on air done that one's done this one wants to remake this one wants to remake that one's done you know a lot of it was just like they just they bought it right away but they were like you know a lot of the stuff's just just needs to be reformatted and it's done so we were like whoa this is awesome and we ended up uh it was crazy because i i was like i was trying to pitch to kevin i'm like you know let's let's just let's just go on a, a huge road trip and let's just go on. And he was like, dude, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, he wasn't really feeling it. I don't think he was, I don't think he kind of understood um, what I was saying. And then I didn't hear about it for like three or four days. And then uh, all of a sudden I get this, this phone call. He's like, dude, we're going on a road trip. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, I got this idea. He's like, we're, he's like, I figured it all out. He's like, we're going on a road trip. So it's kind of like, he kind of like, repurposed it and made it work in a way that he could understand it and put it together with his buddy Joel who had a tour bus like this guy owned a tour bus yeah. um, he gutted the whole thing and just made it into this like kind of living this guy lived in a tour bus and just filled the tour bus with wardrobe and actors mm-hmm. and then Kevin rented this uh, um, kind of like an SUV not, not, uh, kind of like a camper it was like a okay pretty badass camper and we made that into the production vehicle it's like the little production suite where he and i had like a couple of hard drives in our laptops back to back and we were literally like driving across country we went out uh met out in la and just went all the way down to utah and shot in like uh, a lot of the space like ufo stuff we did in like bryce canyon you know which looks very uh you know otherworldly and, you know, we made, we were all over LA and uh, we just, we shot all over. It was really fun. We had tons of fun. We did some great stuff on the road. Yeah. So it was kind of like a mixture of what he shot in New York, what I shot in North Carolina, and then together what we shot on the road. We were on the road for like three weeks. Oh. So we took Epic's driving basically on the road in this big Epic road caravan and uh, shot just crazy stuff and <laughs> just got crazy on the road. And it was a lot of fun, man. I gotta say, we had we had a really good time. Uh, we had a excuse me, we had a great crew, amazing people, great just positive vibe, and everyone was all of business. And it was, you know, I think I think it could have gone horribly wrong a million ways, <laughs> you know, but it never did. It, it, it 
you know, we, we held it together and we kept it, kept it in line. And um, we, we just did a total guerrilla style shoot where we produced on the fly. Um, you know, like Kurt was the producer and he'd be like, we got this uh, junkyard full of hot rod cars and it's all parts of old hot rods. And I was like, that's amazing. I'm like, we gotta shoot there. I'm like, I'll write something. So I'd go and I'd be like, uh, what costumes do we have? I'd be like, uh, pirate. I'd grab the pirate suit, grab the, I don't know, the, the pimp outfit, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> random stuff. And and we just like come up with something like, it's a chase scene, you know, like it's a chase scene in the, in the junkyard. It's a thriller. And then in the end, it's a misdirect and it's like a disco boogie. Like they're all like, you know, chasing the girl to just get her to dance with them. Yeah. You know, it's like random goofy stuff. It's supposed to be slightly comedic, slightly tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. And um, we just would throw it together. And it was just like, we had no idea. It was so, so running gun. And that was pretty awesome because I felt like that was very, um, was very method in the, in the way of creating a B movie network. Mm-hmm. Like it did, you know, the content of what was being shown in the network was all in that very same kind of thinking production-wise for the films. So it was pretty perfect that we took that very approach to create the network as well. And it just ended up, uh, we had a lot of fun making that stuff and it just kind of, I was like blown away that that, uh, that Kevin actually, uh, you know, made it work and made it, figured out a way to get it to have, so that we could actually go on the road. Like I, I was like slightly kidding about the whole road thing. I didn't even think, that was gonna happen, you know. I was like, it was kind of like, uh, let's get the band back together, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it came off very nice, man. I mean, the, the footage and, and everything you guys did looked so it it totally matched like a driving feeling and scenario and look. And uh, man, kudos, props to you guys for. I mean, that's like I said, that's one of my favorite pieces of yours. <laughs> Wow, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We put a lot of passion and a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears into that. I think it, when it was all said and done, between Kevin and myself, we had 90 spots. Wow. Now, how, how long did it take again? To do the whole thing? Um, it took like maybe three months, so something like that. I mean, maybe maybe a little longer than that, just over three months. Um, you know, because it kind of was one of those things that like dragged on and on, kind of just kept kept going. And we had turned in a lot of the stuff earlier on, and there was just like a few, you know, spots that were just still delivering and still okaying. And Kevin's Kevin has like made a lot of the ones that were like pretty sexy, pretty naughty with like the girls and stuff. So that he was like getting some like revisions and <laughs> some stuff like that. And, He's really good. Kevin's an awesome director and a great, great guy. So that was a lot of fun just being around him, being able to, you know, just work together. And, um, you know, he was, you know, he was kind of, we were just learning from each other and just vibing off each other. And we, we actually went out to Area 51. <laughs> like, literally, like, one year, like, lost at night in Area 51, driving around these back roads so sketchy i felt like literally we were gonna get beamed up any second it was so i was scared <laughs> careful and we ended up you know the um you guys see that movie paul i did oh, yeah. you saw it brian i, I didn't yeah I didn't yeah <laughs> there's a there's like a um there's like a, a like a rest stop at that movie 
um, where there's like where they've shot a little. There's like a couple of scenes there, and we shot at that same spot. And it was like oh, seeing that movie. I'm like, hey, we shot Epic Drive in there, so it's pretty cool. Like it's a famous Area 51 diner, and they have this kind of UFO on the back of a pickup kind of tow truck, and it's just this like. You know, we shot we shot a bunch of stuff there. I mean, the vibe is there. I mean, you're there and you're like, whoa, it feels very, like I'm ready to see a UFO any second. <laughs> we had that kind of tone. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. We, you know, we, had, we had a good time with that. Well, Greg, I want to ask you uh, one last question, and I'm, Brian may have another one too, but um, okay. the, uh, well... <laughs> Like we said, the purpose that we do this podcast is just to get information out there. Like you love sharing. We love sharing, too. And I know back when we were doing it together and I had our little studio and the many nights we stayed up working on projects, it would have been awesome to have like a source, a podcast where we could hear actual people that are doing the, the exact same thing or close to it, telling us the ins and outs, the good points and the bad points. I heard a lot of good horror stories, horror stories <laughs> and all that. Man. And, uh, the, and Brian and myself, we, we do it all the time. We'll get together and we'll go check out a movie. And then we'll just sit before the movie. We'll sit there and just talk about past clients, past situations, past things. And like, man, you know, that was just such a crazy thing to go through, but it did make us stronger. And that's why we wanted to, instead of talking about it, just to, you know, me and him, we wanted to make a podcast and talk about it. And then we thought we could get, you know, people that are definitely into the same thing to come in and just weigh in on uh, their, you know, experiences in, in the same field. But, uh, but my question is... Uh, I, you you do so much, man. You do music. You do you know film. You're you're a writer. To you, how important is it for anyone coming up, you know, in in our field to be creatively creatively diverse? I mean, I think I think it's most important for each person to figure out what drives them and what inspires them, um, because I think each person inside themselves has their own voice to discover and uh, a lot of what I've decided you know discovered through the years is that I think you know just with me I can say that I do a lot of things just because it's just been my path like it's just been my specific path I've been on you know like I got my start in music and then I've just kind of gone with what is I'm interested in and what I what I what I enjoy you know, and I enjoyed photography, and then that led to cinematography, and then that led to storytelling with, with the camera, and then that ties in with my motion work and then my design work. So it's kind of like, that's just me. But I think for other people, it's important to just hear their own, you know, kind of similar voice inside. It's like, what gets them excited? What gets people, you know, because I've spoken at classes and, and gone to, like, various colleges and, and talked to people. And the big thing I always try to tell people is to try to listen to what is inside of them you know and you know i've even gone as far as to like almost do like meditations with the kids with, with the students and, and just be like all right everybody close your eyes and keep down inside there's that dream you have that you've always wanted to do that you maybe were fearful that you wouldn't be able to do as a career but it's the thing that you really love or that you want to do the most you know i'll go around and i'll have each student say what it is and some people will be like 3d some people will be like i want to be an actor you know and, and it's like it's crazy what people say but 
you end up realizing, and they end up realizing in that moment that maybe it's not even, they're not even there. You know, it's like, maybe I should just leave. <laughs> just get up and go down <laughs> to the next room where they're teaching this class that I really want to be in. So it's, it's funny, like, because I feel like, um, you know, listening to your own self and your own voice and kind of going towards the things that blow your hair back and the things that get you excited and, and, and inspired will lead you to, you know, kind of happiness. Because if, if you can create that circular symbiosis of like, I like this, I'm doing this, then I do this well, then I like it even more, and then I'm going to do it even more, and then I'm going to, you know, continue that cycle, and then someone might see it and might recognize it, and then that plays in, and now that's like what can begin. It's like this idea of someone seeing it and saying, hey, and associating that with you and saying, that person does that thing that I like, and then so then now another circle is created, and it's that kind of other thing happening. It, so I feel like that's where it all starts, and, and you know I don't necessarily think there's any one like answer to um, it, you know should you be diverse or should you be specialized. I think it just has to be more with the person, you know. Because I think some people do really well with focusing on just one thing and doing it really awesome, and then I think other people um, do better with like juggling more balls because that's just how their brain works. That's, I know that's how I am. I'm just, you know, I, I get, if I just do one thing, I don't do well at all. Like, I'm just like, uh, I, I just start, I just start, um, kind of going backwards, <laughs> you know, and a lot of it's my mind. Like, I just, uh, you know, I start talking to myself and I'm like, you know, I get distracted and, uh, you know, so that's, that's, that's just me, but I, I don't know if that, hopefully that helps answer your question. Oh yeah. Perfect. No, perfect. That was totally perfect, and I, yeah, I can relate to that. Brian, you want to weigh in on that? Oh, sure, since you like, hogging up all the questions. Uh... Sorry, man, I'm excited <laughs> to have Greg here, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <please>. anyway. <laughs> well, I have two questions, and one of them is, um, like, what, um, what is, like, your next move? I mean, I know, you know, like Karn said, you know, you did, you know, you do music, you do film, and, you know, your writer, you know, the motion graphics. I mean, are you moving to doing more directing, more so than sticking with, like, motion graphics? Or, you know, what is that, making a big film? Is that, like, your next move, what you're going into? Or? Good question. Well, I think with, with me, and like, I've been... I'm so grateful to, to be in this situation where, excuse me, where I've had this like opportunity to um, have a day job where I get to design and make great design work and, and, and kind of think on the timeline um, because it's it's kind of timeline-based storytelling. It's design storytelling. And that's just like a muscle that gets worked. And it's there's so much decision-making and choice that gets to be put into that. I feel so grateful to have that as my day job and to be able to hone that skill and constantly be using that as a, as a craft in itself in its own right, but also in a way for me to kind of evolve the other things that I enjoy doing. Um, and, and so that I, I hope to always do, you know, I hope to always have some kind of, you know, level of that in my life, no matter what, you know, um, but as far as directing goes, I'm not really interested in directing uh, anything at all. Um, in in the world of in the world of television, um, 
broadcast commercial. Uh, I'm really interested in storytelling, directing stories like that type of work. You know, working narratively, that's interested me a lot. You know, I'm very interested in the psychology of it all. Like, uh, it's fascinating. It's just fascinating what 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 the human mind does with with this concept of editorial and just performance and, and you know like that's exciting to me and I've, I've been um you know i've been thinking a lot about that lately and uh yeah i've been working making a lot of work in that in that vein lately and uh, i got a short i just got a, i got a short right now that uh is called last hit that's on the film fest circuit it's just been doing really well i just got into another film fest last night so i'm very excited about that uh yeah new filmmakers los angeles and I'm getting ready for first glance, Los Angeles, um, coming up in late April. So, two film festivals. It's already been in. Uh, it's already had three festivals so far, and two more. And just film festivals is just kicking off. So, um, probably like many, many more fests throughout the year for last hit. Um, but I'm gonna be. I'm writing. A, I've got a. I've got three scripts I'm writing that are all features. Uh, and I'm really excited about all three of those. And uh, one I'm co-writing with an old, old friend of mine who's like my best man in my wedding. Um, you know, crime, crime movie, crime thriller. <laughs> um, and then I'm writing two. I'm writing two uh, scripts myself. Both, both uh, one's like a an action crime film, and the other one is a. Uh, uh, it's kind of like a, a surveillance crime love story. <laughs> So, so really excited about all that stuff, and I've just been, just been plugging away at that. But um, you know, and my goals are like, you know, my goals are like to to uh, exercise my, you know, my guerrilla roots of how I've always operated when it comes to filmmaking. You know, but just to kind of move that into these new scripts, um, just working into feature format. You know, I mean, like, really, the the you know, there's no difference between short film and feature film when you're like in the middle of it. You know what I mean? Like when you're when you're actually on set and you're shooting, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, it's a scene is a scene and you direct a scene the same exact way, whether it's a short film or it's a, a feature. And so that, there's that, you know, there's that aspect of it. Of course, you know, you're on a feature for so much longer and right. you do so much more prep work and so much more goes into it and so many more people are involved and so much more money is at stake, depending on the situation, of course, but, um, I plan on this, you know, my first feature film being uh, very low, you know, low, low maintenance, low radar, simple, you know, nothing, you know, I'm still going to do my normal, like overly ambitious approach to, you know, just things because that's just my nature. I can't quite help that. So it's kind of like how I, I don't even know I'm doing it until people afterwards are like, dude, what? To, what are you thinking but uh, I'm just gonna just do you know what I do and not really think about it and just uh, you know a lot of people are like how are you gonna get money and how are you gonna do this and do that and it's like I don't know I'm not worried about that it's just it's gonna happen you know things just happen you know I just if you just believe believe in yourself and just do your do what you do yeah. things yeah. work out you know and th- the path just kind of lays out in front of I think like you know a lot of times um, you know, I know in my own, in my own, judging from my own past, I've gotten in my own way a lot by overthinking that type of thing. Like, oh, how will I do this? How will I do that? And it's like, that's not being in the moment. So <laughs> now I'm kind of 
uh, as far as my future goes, it's all about, you know, being in the moment. And, you know, these moments are all about, you know, just uh, plugging on, you know, plugging on my features, scripts, getting the scripts polished and just getting them, getting, you know, the one that I'm really kind of favoring right now to be like the most perfectly polished gem I possibly can, you know, and in the meantime, just cranking out my bookings and trying to be the best I can as a motion designer and make my clients happy. That's my, when it comes to motion design, it's not about me. It's really not. It's, it's, that's the thing. Like I, I think there's a part of me that comes through it and you know, it's, I always talk about like, I've mentioned this before, but it's very much like a prism thing. Like I always kind of make this metaphor like a prism and it's like, you decide how much of the rainbow actually comes out. And sometimes it's just like straight light. (laughs) It's like, there's just, it comes right through. Like, in other words, you know, there's very little of you that you're just a tool. Like, like here, make this. Okay, here you go. There it is. And sometimes it's like, we, they, they don't, you know, they don't know what it is. So they're like, can you come up with something? And then it's more of like your own hand and you get to be a part of it more and maybe, you know, but you have to be very, um, I found that for me, I have to be very, uh, you know, delicate with, with how much of myself I put in. And that was my problem earlier on as a motion designer was I was putting way too much of my own personal stuff in. And I ended up just completely like making pieces of artwork, (laughs) you know, that weren't really like, you know, they weren't commerce at all. It was like that battle between art and commerce. And that's the prism metaphor, like how much of it is just a rainbow and how much of it is just pure light. That's just like kind of, you know, unaffected, so to speak. And um, what's the balance? So I've always kind of just tried to take the motion design approach of saying like, you know, hey, I just want to make you happy. If you're happy, I'm happy. That's it. You know, like it's not about me. It's about you. So hopefully that I can keep that going um, through my day job and just keep rocking on that train and, you know, and and trying to bring in some of my um, cinematic passions into that. You know, some of it bleeds in and I'm like, oh, you know, what if we did, you know, some macro stuff? And (laughs) sometimes it, it works. Sometimes they're like, awesome. You know, I get to shoot my own boards and they love that. And sometimes yeah. it comes out great. Um, but, you know, that, you know, it's the rare few and far between that I get to do that. It's like a real blessing when that happens. But, um, but yeah, man, that's kind of my, that's the long-winded version of it. Hopefully <laughs> 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 that answers your question, O'Brien. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no. I, I love the, I love the answer. <laughs> Me too, man. It's like I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> Yeah, man. Awesome. Um, well, my, <laughs> my second question is like, and this is a question I ask like all the guests is like, how, because, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out. It's like, how do you balance your personal life with your work? Because, you know, like you're married, yeah. or, you know, we're both, me and Carnes, we're married. So, you know, it's yeah. still nights when we had to have those late nights we stayed all night working on projects you know stuff like that do you guys have kids or yeah well i got two so i don't have any but brian has two yeah i got three (laughs) so yeah yeah so it's i mean yeah my office is downstairs so um 
and but it's not connected to the house. Doesn't so, have a uh, door. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, it's it's not, I literally cannot get from my house to my office. I have to leave my front door. And so that's a great, because <laughs> it's like this whole idea that I'm like leaving, like, bye guys, I'm going to work. And I just right. walk down my, you know, my porch and around the side of my house and into my office, which is connected. So literally, I'm like 20 steps from my front door, which is awesome. Right. And that is how I can do it. That's the <laughs> way that I make it work. It didn't work before when I was in New York City at all there was, was no balance whatsoever because you know by the time you take the train home and you know figure out what's for dinner it's like you're exhausted and there's no time there's no connection so you know and then factoring kids in it's like yeah it's borderline impossible so I think I think like this creates a scenario where you know and I, I've gotten myself into finding these like rhythmic patterns of you know of output so I'll be like you know, I, I'm kind of, I do better with schedules, man. Like, I think, I think I learned this, I learned this when I first moved to North Carolina. Um, I was just this floundering, just lost in oblivion, kind of <laughs> didn't have a clue what I was doing. And it's just because it took me a while to figure out why. And it was because I didn't have a good regimented schedule. I was just like, why do I feel like I'm so all over the place? And I think it was just because, when I when I found a good rhythm, then I got became way more productive, and then I was able to kind of AP it and be like, ah, that's why. Because I was just I, I personally work better, and this is just me, you know. I mean, I everyone's different, you know. Some people do better with that kind of freedom. Personally, I just needed to be locked down. <laughs> like I I work a hell of a lot better with with deadlines, and uh, and uh, I just need to my ass needs to be like. I have to have like a tight leash on my mind creatively. So I do a hell of a lot better with a very regimented schedule. So, you know, I'll come down to the office, you know, very specific setup, you know, with my timings and I'll write, you know, I'll have music and playlists that I, that I rock. And then maybe when I switch over to a different desk, I have a couple different desks. So I board at a, there's a computer. I have my laptop I write on, but I, when it comes to doing, you know, boards or production work I have a tower that I work off of with like a dual screen setup and then that's near like I'll have you know like a movie I might have a movie playing um, or sometimes I'll go into headphones and just have a specific playlist for boards and I think you know that's a big thing too having um, you know headphones on it's like so cheesy but like I always in the back of my head I think of the Sylvester Stallone over the top where he flips his hat around every time he does the arm wrestling move it's like putting the headphones on is like that you know you're like ball put the headphones on and you're like locking the world out and you're just like ready to crush so I feel like that has something to do with it and also just having that pulse of understanding the rhythm that your output works well like I kind of do these like six hour or like four, anywhere from like four to six hour pushes. And then I'll just take a break, you know, and I'll go upstairs and play with the kids and roll around with them and just, you know, help my wife out and, you know, and like pick up the house and touch base with my family and just totally switch gears and just be in a totally different mind frame. And then um, coming back down after that, like, is a, you know, kind of shifting into the next phase of whatever it is. I mean, I always try to set myself up, you know, it's kind of like setting myself up for the, for the, for the crush, you know, in the whole like volleyball metaphor. It's like, you know, I want to like set myself up for the spike. So it's like, 
when I'm about to take a break, I want to make sure that whatever I'm leaving myself ready to dive into for the next round is just sitting there ready. So I always kind of plan out what it is I'm doing. So it's like, all right, here's my temporary goals. And I've even gotten so <laughs> like uh, silly about it, Bill. Sometimes even time it. Like I'll even have timers um, either on my phone or um, like a widget. And it'll be like, okay, like hour. I have an hour to do X, Y, Z. And I'll be like, ding. And I'll be like, oh, man, I need 10 more minutes. And they're like, nope, too late. I got to put that aside and do the next thing. Um, and I'll just come back to that. And, uh, you know, coming back around to it, it's like, oh, I'm glad I did that because now I have the fresh perspective, fresh eyes. So that one thing that was taking me an hour now just took me 10 minutes because mm-hmm. I see it more clearly. Um, before, I was just not seeing it for some reason. It's funny, like, how in your office you can get so, like, thoughts fill the whole room. You can't even think straight for me. And I, and then when I step out and I just take a breath of fresh air, I just step outside for a minute, it's like, wow, it's so clear. Like, I'm like, oh, this is what I need to do. How do I even think of that? You know, so that's sometimes good for me is just getting out of the office. I get way more work done literally away from the office. Um, you know, like trying to go on a hike or something. And, uh, like, did you guys see that movie, The Internship? Oh, okay. Like, a, oh, yeah, yeah, It's like yeah. a Vince Vaughn, oh, uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Like, yeah. They try to go to get jobs at Google. It's a Sean Levy movie. But anyways, uh, so they, there's this great scene in it where, um, you know, they're supposed to be building this app, and they go out and get drunk instead. And then, you know, they totally, like, all their whole night like just partying and going to all these different bars and stuff and then they're like it's like six in the morning they're all hanging out like and they're like i know what to like i know what to do it's it's this mm-hmm. and the guy's like yeah i could code that on the ride home and then they figure it out and they like win you know and it's like a great i thought that that was a great you know kind of uh i saw this thing at f5 a couple of years back like the first f5 um this guy jonas what was his last name I'll have to look it up now, but um, this guy that studies the brain, and he talks about the similar thing, very similar thing. It's like when you sometimes stare at the screen, like striving for the answer, you just Mm -hmm. can't get it. You can't crack it no matter what. It's not until you take yourself completely out of the situation, do something completely different that you all of a sudden just, it just comes to you randomly through some other situations so i thought that was a <laughs> a funny you know kind of relevant uh scene in that movie i i totally am a movie freak i watch tons of movies for, for reference and story inspiration and stuff like that but so i'm not I'm, it's not like i'm a, a sean levy or vince Vaughn fan i mean i am a fan of those guys but i just watch tons of movies i'll consume just everything it's awesome you guys too are you just that way oh, wedding crashers man oh man i love that movie <laughs> <laughs> david dobkins came into the picture oh my gosh man you big david out. dobkins fan yeah. i just saw david dobkins new movie uh the judge which I oh thought was yeah good. yeah that was good too. crazy yeah. departure from from uh wedding crashers <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> check that one. I hadn't seen that, but I, I did see the trailer for that, and it looked pretty good. Yeah, I know it was awesome. I mean, it's funny because I lately I've been boycotting myself from going to Rotten Tomatoes because uh, I end up like 
finding just that I'm so let down by the critics and, and just always so like it's talk about taking the wind out of yourself and negativity man ooh damn like I'm just blown away at the uh, at the chaos these guys just spoo negativity like it's typically like a movie that I like you know it's like I'd like, be like five and I'm like oh it's such a good movie I'm like oh, I wonder what Rotten Tomatoes is 38% what like how is that even possible and these comments in the critics I'm reading are just like I'm like oh god that's so harsh it's so mean that's like mean <laughs> you know like these guys are just they're just brutal and, and girls it's just all, it's all of them are just brutal so I'm like no more Rotten Tomatoes that's just negative I'm not going to that site anymore but uh but no I feel you on the, on the movie front I'm a freak with that so um but hopefully that <laughs> so we, uh, pardon me as we digress but yeah that that uh that getting back to your, what you're saying so <laughs> <laughs> man you wow Gregory we can relate to so many things that you said man just like talking to Brian or Brian's talking to me <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome man love it love it hey, man, we're gonna, so we're gonna awesome too, we don't want to keep it too long I mean you know you my mind's blown all I can say <laughs> 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 You've shared some great knowledge with us, man. I mean, more than I ex- than I expected, and I, I I love it, man. And I'm, I may have to break this into a two parter. <laughs> sure, man. Whatever, I'm down. So, uh, like I said, you know, it's like the sharing is key. I'm all about it. There's really nothing that I want to hold back. Um, I feel like it's just like a not. It's more about you know like what you do with. and less about what it is like it's about like um you know like a lot of the tools are just tools and what you build and and that's what's important so i'm happy to share whatever if you guys have more questions let's let's rock it you know if not i understand we'll break it into a two-parter and that's totally sweet too and happy to come back on but honored that you had me so thank you so much oh you're welcome man and thank you for taking the time and uh brian want any last thoughts from you uh, no, I, I think you guys, uh, or at least, you know, all the questions, you know, have been answered pretty much. I mean, sure, I just enjoyed just listening and just kind of chiming in and, you know, just really relating to a lot of the things that, you know, we spoke about. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed this podcast. Yeah, I do too. I can't wait to re-listen to it in my headphones and just really <laughs> re-listen yeah. to it and just, you know, take in everything that... Uh, that's awesome. Oh, great. Right on, man. That's super cool. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much, you guys, for having me. Join uh, us, Brian. It's been a pleasure. Um, hope you guys have a great uh, have a great week. Uh, tomorrow, kicking off a new one. So, yeah. You too. Yep. And um, I want to thank everyone else for listening to this great interview with Mr. Greg Herman. And check him out at gregoryherman.com. And yep. uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again, Greg. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Greg. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Take care, and we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. All right. Later. Bye, everyone.